You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site, get all you need there, rankings, cheat sheets, sleepers, bus, everything to help you dominate your draft. We also have uh, some fun stuff as well, some fantasy football team name suggestions, as well as some suggestions for punishments for your fantasy football leagues a lot of different fun stuff we have for coming in last we know that as well as winning your league so winning your leagues is important so you can avoid those silly fates and we're going to help you do that continue to help you do that here we're going to do a rankings report and we're going to look at the nfc north today we looked at the nfc east yesterday so we're going to catch you up on where the players are going and analysis of these offenses and these teams here Going into 2021, we'll get into those four teams in a moment. Those would be the Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. We'll actually hit the Bears up in our first segment. Then we'll go a little out of order alphabetically there with the Lions and Vikings and close the show with the Packers. The NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season previews, taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning next Monday, August 30th. All right, let's uh, dive right into our show here. We'll look at the Chicago Bears. Uh, they have some offensive upside, we know, with Justin Fields. We'll get to where he's ranked in a moment, but let's start with the highest bear here. That is Allen Robinson. He is uh, at 26 over. All on the board. So, yeah, that's pretty high. And now, appropriately, in the wide receiver 10 range, he finished as the final wide receiver 1 in 12-team leagues last year. We're using half-point consensus PPR rankings, by the way, by the experts. So, give us an idea where these players are going and ranked. So, Al Robinson is 26th overall. That's pretty hefty. That's an early third-round pick. But I think he'll get the returns. He produced, as we've talked about with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, he's going to produce in the Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, probably even to a higher degree here, as the target share could be just as big as 2020. So Allen Robinson, good spot. There's no problems there with him. He's playing for a contract elsewhere next year. He's not going to sign the franchise tag extension here for the Bears. So he's good to go and highly motivated to get a big contract with his third team in free agency. Now, next on the list, as you would expect, is David Montgomery. Big year last year, finished really strong, helped a lot of uh, fantasy football teams win championships. He's 33rd, so not too much deeper, also in the third round. He's going as the RB18. I think that's about right, given that Tarek Cohen's back, given that Damian Williams is in the mix here for Matt Nagy's offense uh, with Bill Lazor. So, yeah, I like David Montgomery right there. I wouldn't overrate him. I wouldn't underrate him. I think that's about right. He's going to get a solid workload, probably close to 20 touches per game consistently. And you look at his ability in the passing game, that's going to be something they value as well. I think Cohen, you can't totally count on to cut on his work. Monty could finish much higher than that if Cohen got hurt again. But again, with Cohen there and Damian Williams, I think you have to be 
a little bit careful there about not drafting David Montgomery, but also not dropping him into flex spot either. So I would say it's just about right for David Montgomery to be there at that ranking. To find the next bear, you have to drop down quite a bit. It is Darnell Mooney, the wide receiver. He's got a lot of buzz here. They moved Anthony Miller to the Texans in the offseason, so clearly Mooney is the number two guy here. They're going to probably use a lot of 12 personnel with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham, so Robinson and Mooney are going to be out there as the main wide receivers. 127 is his ranking. I think that's a bit undervalued for Mooney. He's going as a wide receiver 5 at 52 at the position, so I think he should be more of a wide receiver 4 with a lot of upside and maybe even a borderline wide receiver 3 given that the Bears don't have a lot there and want to get Darnell Mooney involved, especially if Justin Fields is the quarterback. But Robinson Mooney should see a lot of targets on this team. They're going to be a wide receiver passing team quite a bit here with these two guys. We'll work in the running backs and tight ends quite a bit as well, but Robinson Mooney, there's clearly only two options here at wide out in this passing game, and I think Mooney is going to be helped by the big arm of Justin Fields at some point. So Mooney a bit undervalued there, while Robinson and Montgomery are just right. Cole Komet, he's a guy that... Uh, had some appeal as a potential breakout player, but Jimmy Graham is still around. Jimmy Graham is going really late in drafts as like a tight end, basically three and a half at this point. Cole Komet is going as a tight end two at 21 here. 150, 147 is his ranking, 150 in some rankings, but 147 inside the top 50. I don't know if I would take him there. I don't trust him a lot. I know... You have only Robinson Mooney, but Montgomery catches a lot. Cohen is going to be busy as well in the passing game. And I think this is going to be a running team. So, commit with Graham there, you can't go too nuts with him because Graham is still going to be a factor catching touchdowns and all that. So, that's about right. He's a good stash with some upside. Might be better at this point than Adam Troutman. It's pretty close between those two guys as second-year tight ends. But uh, right now, it's just a stash. You can't count on Cole Komet for weekly points at this point. So we got a little ahead of ourselves to talk about a player in the 150s for the Bears. That is uh, Justin Fields. He is 157. So he's going ahead of Andy Dalton, by the way. who's 330 on the board. So no one's looking at Andy Dalton at all in fantasy. They're expecting Justin Fields to start for the most part. If Dalton starts, he's going to have some streaming value here and some 2QB League super flex value, of course. But Fields looks like the momentum guy here. It's going to be a tough call between Fields and Dalton. I know they've been trying to play it close to the best here. They started with Dalton as a starter, but Fields is coming on strong. But that's about right for Fields anyway. Between him and Trey Lance right now, where the way things are going, I like Trey Lance's upside longer term if he can get in there this season, but Justin Fields might have the more direct path to starting, and that's why you have to look at him, take the tangible starter that's there versus the other way around. All right, um, then we... Go to uh, the next player, Tarek Cohen, 174, 54 at running back. So he's a running back five here. So Cohen could have some value. I think only in PPR leagues. I don't see him having a big role. Montgomery having a pretty nice role there. The preferred handcuff there is Damian Williams, 204. He's going as uh, the running back five, last one on the board there, 60 at the position. So Damian Williams, just more natural handcuff. He's been very valuable in his previous stops with Miami and Kansas City. Cohen is just a change of pace who could also help replace the slot production of Anthony Miller there for the Bears and uh, see a receiver running back hybrid role. So, again, be careful with Cohen. There, Williams is the guy I'd rather have if I want some cheap insurance for Montgomery later because he can do more of the early down things as well as handle the receiving role at Montgomery. 
The last entity of the Bears that you want to take is the defense. They're borderline defense one. I think this is maybe a little low with uh, their influence there with Khalil Mack. A lot of playmakers. They're the borderline here. I think that's fair. I think they fall a little bit more into streamer versus every week play category, so split the difference. But I think they could be in the top 12 when it's all said and done here to start. So maybe a little bit undervalued, but just about right for the Bears defense. Don't overdraft them just because you know some names like Mac and their potential in the past, and they have that reputation we know from a long time ago. So Bears, be careful with them. Defense, their defense special teams is the borderline there. All right, we will get into the final three teams. We'll get covering the Lions and Vikings in our next segment. Then close with the busy, busy Packers team with all their weapons in our final segment. It's that time of year again, and eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action of the season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand NFL Survivor contest. Open now to Bet Online. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino game. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On to get that 100% welcome bonus. We'll be right back here to break down the Lions and Vikings and their NFC North prospects and where their players are ranked here ahead of the 2021 fantasy football season. All right. Let's pick up the show where we left off. So one team down in Chicago. We're going to go a little out of order. We're going to jump from D, Detroit Lions, to M and leave G, the Green Bay Packers, for our last segment. Because Lions and Vikings, a little bit more streamlined, a little bit easier to break down here for you. Let's start with the Lions. Uh, They have DeAndre Swift. He's ranked 32nd, 17 is RB. So we talked about David Montgomery. He's just ahead of David Montgomery, literally, in both senses of the word, in terms of overall rankings and position rankings. So... That's a good question. Who would you rather have, Swift or Montgomery? I think it's Swift because he's going to have a little bit bigger part of the passing game. But I'm going to be careful with him. You don't like running players from teams that are going to trail quite a bit. So Swift is going to be a little bit reception dependent. Good news is that it's a good part of his game here. That's about right. But I'm just going to be playing it very carefully with these RB2s. And again, don't overdraft them. I think it's about right. If you wait a little bit more on Swift or Montgomery, I think that's about right as well. More into the borderline uh, running back twos. But they're going to get enough volume there to say that they fall into the RB2s. Just be careful. There could be some higher upside guys that you can look at instead. TJ Hawkinson is the next lion that you can look at at tight end. He's 54th overall. Five at tight end. So basically what you're looking at at tight end ahead of him right now, essentially it's uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller. Waller and Kittle reversed in some rankings. Then Kyle Pitts is getting some buzz. But I think I'd take Hawkinson over Kyle Pitts. I'd certainly take Hawkinson over Mark Andrews. He's going to be basically the number one receiver. And some of the rankings here tell you why. But there's really no one else ranked that high to be a key target other than DeAndre Swift here. So a lot of Swift, a lot of Hawkinson in this Anthony Lynn offense with Jared Goff. That's where we're going there. Surprisingly, the third option on the Lions in the rankings, 104 overall, Jamal Williams, running back 42 here. So you look at Jamal Williams as an RB4, 
a must-have handcuff, I think, if you have DeAndre Swift. We know how valuable he was on the other NFC North team, the Packers behind Aaron Jones. He's going to have a very similar role, and I think it could be a bigger role than you think. So it could be more of a 60-40 split with Swift and Williams. So Williams might have a little bit of standalone flex value in certain matchups. Not a lot of great matchups for this Lions offense, but he's there and a preferred handcuff. And crazy to think that the handcuff to Swift uh, slash complimentary player to Swift is their third option, but that's how bad things are in Detroit. Now let's take this group as a whole, the wide receivers. Brashad Perryman, 192, wide receiver 74. So he's way down there. Then you have Amon Ross, St. Brown, the fine rookie from USC, more of a slot type, 206 in a roll, 78. You have Tyrell Williams, 231 at 82. And you have Quintus Cephas. He has a little bit of excitement there, 296 and 99. He's been having a pretty good camp here, but it's really hard to say where you go with uh, these three receivers between Perryman, Amon Ra, and Tyrell Williams. My suggestion is to avoid, if you're going to go with someone, go with the rookie with some upside in the slot where Jared Goff has some success. That's Amon Ra, St. Brown, 206 and 78. Speaking of Jared Goff, he's going right before Amon Ra at 203 and 28 the QB. So he doesn't even fall into the QB2 category, and I, I totally agree with that. Again, where are the weapons here? All the wide receivers are pretty low. A lot of it's going to flow through Swift and Williams. And if when they throw, a lot of it's going to flow through Swift and Hawkinson. So, yeah, the Vic- Lions don't have a lot here. The Vikings have a little bit more. They have one very elite option and a couple wide receivers that you can hang your hat on. But but still very uh, tight there with the Vikings. So pretty much Swift, Hawkinson, Williams is the only way you're going to look at with the Lions. The Vikings, you're going to start with Dalvin Cook. He's, uh, of course, this number two running back and at number two overall player behind Christian McCaffrey. Makes a lot of sense. I think he's in a tier of his own between McCaffrey and Derrick Henry slash Alvin Kamara. He's going to get a lot of high volume. He's the man. Their handcuff situation is still Alexander Madison, but Cook is just so much of a dominant runner and high-level talent and a run-heavy offense that, yeah, you're going all in on Dalvin Cook there. Justin Jefferson, 22nd overall. And eight at wide receiver, yes. Very aggressive with Justin Jefferson, but I think he's definitely going to finish as a wide receiver one. He could challenge for the top five, maybe even the top four at this position. That's how talented Jefferson is. So be aggressive to get Justin Jefferson coming off a big rookie year. I think he's going to build on it. He's going to have more touchdowns. Love that. Adam Thielen, I think it's a little bit buyer beware. He's at 50 overall, 22nd. He finishes a wide receiver one based on the level of touchdowns, but it makes sense to drop him down to about a borderline wide receiver two. I think he might be a little bit more wide receiver three territory if he doesn't get the touchdowns. So big drop off, but that reflects that with Jefferson shooting up as the number one and Thielen settling into number two with a little bit of TD regression there. Irv Smith, Jr., the tight end. Be careful with him. He's a borderline uh, tight end one at 13th of the position, 117th overall. Not bad spot. This talking half-point PPR. And he's going to be the third target, but Jefferson and Thielen are going to dominate. Cook is going to get a lot of key catches as well out of the backfield. So be careful with Irv Smith. I think he's going to have a role, but they're going to work in other tight ends, including uh, Tyler Conklin in there, to cut into what Smith does. They do use a lot of 12 personnel, so keep that in mind. For the Vikings, they, they might adjust a little bit more 11, but I don't see a big spike for Smith not eating up all of Kyle Rudolph's numbers here. There'll be a little bit of crossover to help him uh, get some decent to fantasy football value as a starter in deeper leagues. Alexander Madison still the preferred handcuff here, 132 there and 50, so pretty cheap handcuff. He was still a little disappointing when he had a chance to start for Cook last year, but clearly the best insurance policy still for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins at 135 at QB 16. 
That's about right. I, I like him a, maybe a little bit higher than that, better than a player like Matt Ryan. We talked about the QB debates in the draft. Kirk Cousin, what you see is what you get. A lot of running from this team. Jefferson, Thiel, and Smith are his only tickets to production there through the air because we know he's not going to throw a lot. Be careful in starting him in tough matchups. And Eno Benjamin comes in. We'll see if he can have a bigger role there. But uh, 240 and 19, they're way down there with his uh, ranking there. So Madison clearly the handcuff of choice for Cook, even though he may not be the elite handcuff that you think he is anymore. All right, so we've taken care of the Bears, Lions, and Vikings. We'll close the show with the Packers. i got to do, before that, to tell you about uh, that this episode is brought to you by Brock, rockauto.com. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on computer, choosing a brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, I needed a really difficult part for my Ford C-Max uh, side mirror cover. was able to get that at Rock Auto, as well as a side console cover there for my Honda Accord. They had it all at, that I needed at Rock Auto. They have everything you could need as well. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go check it out. Go explore the do's website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car truck. Right locked on there. How did you hear about this box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at the premier offensive and fantasy football team in the NFC North for 2021, the Green Bay Packers. All right, we've had the Bears, the Lions, and Vikings, oh my. Now it's time to close the show on the Packers, the good stuff here. Devontae Adams is our first Packer we'll talk about. He's going seven overall in the first round in half-point PPR. He's the number one wide receiver on the board. Why? He does everything. High volume, clear number one, dominant target guy. Can score touchdowns, double digits with no question. Now he's making big plays and stretching the field. He's in the prime of his career. He's looking for a big contract. Everything lines up with Devontae Adams, a no-brainer. And yes, you can take him in the first round amid some of these running backs. There, just be prepared for your next pick to go after running back. But Adams can give you an elite advantage there at wide receiver. So we look at him, and then Aaron Jones is at number six at running back. So... Yeah, Devontae Adams, he's the number one wide receiver. So Aaron Jones is going one spot ahead of him overall at number six. So interesting there that uh, you have a wide receiver one and an RB6 in the same range, and the RB6 is going ahead of that wide receiver one. So that's how it is in fantasy football. Wide receivers, a little bit less priority than running backs here. But Aaron Jones, don't be worried about A.J. Dillon. Don't be worried about anyone else on this roster, Kylan Hill or Dexter Williams, anybody like that. Aaron Jones is still the man here. It's not total wine and roses without Jamal Williams. You're going to see a lot of Dylan and power back sets here, but certainly worth that high first round pick right there with Adams. So Jones and Adams should go back to back in a lot of fantasy football drafts. And the next packer, of course, is Aaron Rodgers. He's now settled in where he should be at QB7 here. I like him a little bit better than Justin Herbert. Him versus Tom Brady is a good debate there. 
for sure because of the non-running. You have to have a delineation there between Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, the running quarterbacks who have that element versus the ones that are more traditional pocket passers. Herbert I know can run. Rodgers I know can run. But I'd rather have Rodgers here. I don't think the touchdown regression is going to be as great. 71 overall, 7th. Their quarterback that makes a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers. So three guys totally in line with their values here in uh, 2021. The next player that you'll look at at the Packers to think about drafting is Robert Tunyon. He falls into the top 195 overall. Tight end 10, that's right, because there's going to be some tight end touchdown regression here. He didn't have a lot of catches. He was both under 50 and 500 for the receptions and uh, receiving yards there, so right in that range. So you need a little bit more than those touchdowns. So that'll drop him more into a back-end tight end one, and that makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of tight ends with upside there in the league as well with uh, the rookie Kyle Pitts on the rise and Hawkinson also being an elite option. Rounding out the top 100 is A.J. Dillon. He makes it at number 100. He's RB41 on the list, so he's a high-end RB4. He's going to get some good value behind Jones running the ball, but also the most valuable handcuff because we know they're going to simply hand it off to him and have the big role. He's limited more to early downs as well, so that keeps Dillon from having the bigger role, cutting into Jones' work, while Williams is a little bit better in the passing situation. So that helps Dillon. I think he's improving there, but I think he's mainly a power back who's going to maybe pilfer some touchdowns away from Jones and have some standalone value for sure should Jones go down. But I think there's also some flex possibilities if they face a weaker run defense and they can really pile on with Jones and Dillon. Next up is Randall Cobb, the newest Packer, 199. He's uh, the wide receiver, 75 on the board. So I think you just have to be patient with him. So you're looking at a guy that is in the slot, going to be involved, but they've got other options here. Alan Lazar, 207-79, so going after him. And then right after that is uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 218-81 and 81 overall. So we're trying to figure out the pecking order after uh, Adams and Tunyon, of course, Jones catching balls in the backfield. It's going to be hard to extract any of that. We're going to have to wait and see if anyone can emerge from Cobb, Lazard, and MVS. Would it be Amari Rogers, the rookie from Clemson? He's at 276 and 95. So it's suddenly a crowd here between Cobb, Lazard, MVS, and Rogers. They have been interchangeable roles trying to complement Devontae Adams. So if I'm going to stash one, I'm, I might look at MVS with the best value among those three. Veterans Cobb being the most seasoned, but MVS over Lazard would interests me a little bit because of his big playability on the outside. The Packers' defense is 234 on the list at 17, so that's about right. You can stream them in a few weeks, but nothing you can look at even with some good, talented players there. And you're looking at uh, Mason Crosby. If you're still using kickers, he is the last kicker on the board there. Kicker 12, 235 overall. I think he's a little bit undervalued there given how much the Packers' offense can score and put up points. All right, so there you have it. There's a look at all four NFC North teams, all their key players, where they're going in fantasy football drafts here to help you uh, know uh, where to uh, target and consider where these offenses can go. And again, in terms of upside, we know the Packers' offense is the most intriguing. The Vikings certainly has a lot of pop here. The Bears underrated there, and the Lions rated just where they are with some limited options to help Jared Goff. So, We did the NFC East yesterday, so check that out. We have the NFC North today. We will turn our attention to the NFC South in a similar way tomorrow, and we'll get through all eight divisions here in the NFL. So eight teams down, 24 more to go here in Lockdown Fantasy Football in our series here to do our rankings report all across the divisions. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the Lockdown Events podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. 
For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Minnie Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow as we look at the four teams from the NFC South.